and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we make a valiant, and I would say successful attempt, to intellectualize everyone's favorite ladies, the Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the second episode in the series, uh, Guess Who's Coming to the Wedding, which is of course a nod to Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Um, And on the subject of clarifying titles and being superbly witty in your titles sarah why don't we quickly explain the name of our podcast enough wicker yeah um you know we're jumping ahead a bit i think uh you know we're in the sixth season is where this uh deep cut reference comes from um although i did actually talk to my sister-in-law the other day and i said enough wicker and she goes oh is it about the golden girls i mean what else would be about wicker (laughs) (laughs) so Perhaps I'm typecast in my own life. However, um, it's actually from uh, the Zborn Again episode, and it's a dialogue where Sophia is mad at Dorothy, and I won't say why. I'll have to watch the episode. Um, <laughs> but she's like, I won't allow it, not where you're living in my house. And Blanche just chimes in and goes, <laughs> Sophia, this is my house. And she just goes, it is? And this perfect little old lady voice. And she goes, all right, then let me give you two words of advice enough wicker and then it just has this beautiful just like cut to the full living room in which like if you didn't realize before (laughs) this part they really highlight the fact that every piece of furniture and end table is like made of wicker um, which is just perfect for Miami in the 80s and it's wonderful so it's uh it's a it's words of advice it's a deep cut reference and uh you know it is a full sentence as as Lauren pointed out earlier so uh we're pretty proud of ourselves yeah I think, um, um, and it's a classic moment. Um, I think, you know, some people can just hear the delivery in their heads. And this is, you know, that's who we're making this for. <laughs> exactly. You mean you and I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's, that's exactly why we are doing this. And, you know, uh, last episode, we covered the pilot, the pilot of a pilot. And what we are going to be doing, you know, just to reiterate, is that we're going to be going down every single Golden Girls episode, which is uh, in order of broadcast. And we're really just going to try to not only talk about like the really obvious things like the parts that were really funny or the parts that strike us differently after watching it incessantly uh, for years and years, but also take a more scholarly viewing uh, or, and uh, take notes, etc. You'll, you'll probably hear a lot of us or a lot of this conversation between Lauren and I refer to the notes that we took. <laughs> uh, just so you know, we're being true scholars, writing things down. Yeah, and, I really um, I have notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And and also just trying to, you know, to plug it in of what we what we realize now, uh, you know, well, well within our 30s in our adult lives and what strikes us about, you know, how progressive this show was. And also, you know, the things that may or may not, uh, like I said earlier, like strike us differently having lived different lives. Exactly. So that's actually a great intro because there's a lot of that in this episode. So let's jump in. So what do you think? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. This is one that I probably don't rewatch as often, I will say. Um, I also, just to, on that note, you know, they're, <laughs> for me specifically and I think you too and probably anybody uh who's a big fan of something you still have a tiered ranking right of like episodes you know within the actual series that aren't exactly your favorite or don't rise to the top and for most people it's probably like this one isn't in reruns <laughs> or or in reruns <laughs> as often um but um but I do really like this one there's no real reason why it like doesn't rise to the top but I hadn't actually seen it quite as uh recently which is great so um I thought it was very significant um to launch right into 
covering a lot of topics from the second episode, right? We get introduced to family. We get to really get into Dorothy's divorce and like not only the emotional issues there, but her standing up for herself in this way that she hadn't, you know, coming in as a character into the show. We get into a wedding. I mean, we, you know, we, we get into more character development process. Like we were talking about in the pilot, how Betty White, we both thought was kind of the only one to really strike the chord immediately with like who the character was going to be. Um, but you get more into Blanche, we get more into Dorothy, and like you had mentioned previously, like B. Arthur just really helps shape this character so much because she gives it that emotional edge where she's not just, as we talked about in the pilot, like zing, 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 grump against kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, actually, one of the things when I was sort of like recapping, rewatching this episode, um, is there a lot of sort of like characteristics that last for a long time emerge for the first time in this episode. Mm. Um, one of them is with Sophia who is, you know, sort of like old and really wise, but sort of like off the rocker in her stories and metaphors and things like that. Um, and in this episode, she tells Dorothy that anger is like a piece of shredded wheat <laughs> under your dentures. And it's sort of the first time that she's not like, sarcastic or you know like it's it's very maternal um and I think that that lasts you know throughout with all of the girls um but also it's the first time Blanche which is only the second episode so it's early but it is the first time that we see Blanche sort of like acknowledge her past as somebody who's a little loose um and she goes sort of beyond just like a rich southern belle type um and so that's really nice to see and then of course I do think Dorothy is is sort of the main focus and her um her complex relationship with Stan and also um well and it's also I mean maybe not from the perspective of the child but it's it's hyper feminist i mean it's so like dorothy actually saying how she she just she comes on board here and says i deserve this i just like she literally cuts stan off and says no like i'm talking right now like this is what i have to say to you and then he tries to interject and she just says i said goodbye stanley like it's it's a it's a really powerful moment from like to see, you know, you as an adult woman to, to like stand up for yourself. Um, and I, I thought that was like a super powerful part. Um, going past, going back to what you were saying about Kate being a weak character. I'm just like. Oh my God. I'm, Mother Dorothy. My favorite part. <laughs> come. My favorite part is like, I love how she was like, I'm going to have a beach wedding. Like I'm going to fly abroad. But then like suddenly <laughs> she's just like, sure. My mom's house with my fighting divorced parents is great. Like what? She didn't even talk to Dennis about it. It's like, it's ridiculous. Um, but also it's like, crazy. it's just funny because it's like, she also, I don't know, for me, and I, I am not a child of divorce, so I don't know if this struck you differently, but the part where Kate, Kate is constantly like, it's like, Kate, we know you love your dad, but like, come on, some female solidarity, like give a little bit more understanding why your mother is like completely repulsed by him and what he did, you know, and in, in that, in that zone. That's for me, I'm just like, <laughs> can you get on board? At least 51%. I think the the biggest unrealistic thing about Kate is that she still wants her parents to get back together when she's, like, 30. Like, (laughs) most kids give that up by, like, fourth grade. Like, it's like... Come on, dude. You're fine. Um, But you... It's it's interesting because, like, we've been talking a lot about, like, how, you know, like, the the heavier parts of this episode. And I definitely think, you know, that's that's a huge part of it. But um, 
I also don't really rewatch this one very often. I always think of it as more of a heavy sort of sad one. So that's probably why. But there are some really funny lines in oh, this one. Yeah. Um, I particularly like the running thread about the cheese balls. <laughs> I feel like it's, um, it's a really, really great. It's very Rose. I feel like it's a very Rose repeat joke um and it's you know it's only the second episode so good for them for for figuring that out so early but um so sophia's you know stealing the cheese balls pilfering them (laughs) yes of course rose is very distressed um and then it comes up again which the show is great about and and particularly like i think at the expense of rose they do these because it works because she's just so fluffy and wonderful Mm -hmm. um but then you know the priest is (laughs) She offers him a cheese ball and he's like, now I know what I'm giving up for Lent. <laughs> totally. Oh my God. So far though, in the like we are two for two episodes and there are two irreverent priests in the fucking episodes. <laughs> and it reminds me of why I left the Catholic Church. It really does. Because <laughs> like, it's just like, I actually, yeah, they're always around. I it was funny, but it's also like, that's rude. She made the cheese balls, dude. You're supposed to be the nice <laughs> priest. I'm glad Sophia told you off, you know? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, well, you kept following her around. Totally, totally. Also, I noticed, which I didn't notice before, it just cracks me up again, like the seven millionth time I've watched this. Um, at the very end, when they throw rice, Rose just yells, Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so to the point. It's like you can't ever, like, if somebody said that in real life to you, you can't get mad. Just be happy. All right. It's. <laughs> <laughs> feels very minnesota totally, for me totally. it's straight um, up i just was like there's nothing else to say but yes um one of the other really funny things is when they find out that he's a podiatrist so not a real doctor oh and um rose asks if he's ever met dr Scholl. <laughs> it's just like so perfect because all three of the other ladies are so concerned about like what he makes and the social status oh, of the yeah. doctor and she's just asking about her favorite Go, you know, grocery store celebrity. Like, I love. Yeah. Also, like, so I really also the guy who plays Dennis. He's super cute. He he nails the like. I'm coming into a volatile like you know in law marriage here. Like he's playing nice with Stan with the photos of Hawaii. He's being very nice to Dorothy. He's doing a great job. But also like I just love like is a podiatrist bad? Like don't they also <laughs> make good money? <laughs> yeah. I just it cracks me up. I was just like, oh my god. Uh. Yeah, he he's really good at um he's really good at I noticed particularly the one the one of the last scenes, um, they're saying goodbye basically and Dorothy and Sanders standing there with Kate and Tennis and he just like looks he's closest to the camera and he looks so uncomfortable and it, it's really it's yeah, really good. It's realistic. Like it's a, you know who I can't wait to talk about is young Dorothy. Oh. It's it's a while oh. off, but talk about somebody who knows. Oh my god, and... absolutely perfect. I thought you were gonna say, <laughs> you know who I can't wait to to knock is the other dentist that shows up and later. Oh yeah, what a downgrade. <laughs> also, yeah. um, you know, I I don't wanna run our time out here, but that also just really leads into the fact that there are so many hilarious casting inconsistencies as well as storylines <laughs> of family member consistencies and like it's just going to be so much fun to, to just rag on how, how ridiculous it is that they can't keep things straight and or just didn't care um when uh when all these different things come up so but i you know i'm i'm all on board for uh you know dennis number one for sure yeah definitely the, it's like the two it's like the two darrens we have a real, oh my god that literally um, just ran through my head i was like should i quote bewitched <laughs> oh my god we're the same person 
<laughs> Don't worry, I'll do it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, so he, th- there is so many, it is interesting to the family inconsistencies and also sort of just like the total disregard for reality that somehow doesn't bother me. <laughs> um, I noticed that actually, like in this episode, well, I mean, it does definitely come up in this episode. Like there's no way these women could throw a wedding in three days. There's Kate doesn't know anyone in Miami <laughs> who's there. Um, but yeah, and like you said, like everybody's just hopping on a plane and going to the Bahamas. Like I know it was a different time, but I still don't think it was that easy. Um, so it's just like a total disregard for anything that could be realistic that usually I feel like does put me off of a show. Um, but it, it doesn't. <laughs> um, and I noticed that today. Um, and just the same thing with the families. It's like, Rose's kids are here and there and like it this one has grandchild and who's Skippy? Like there's so many Ganilla. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's so funny. You're just like, oh you, you know, it's complete suspension of disbelief. And I until you said that, I was like, Yeah, that's ridiculous. I didn't even think about that because this show is full <laughs> of these like last minute weddings, all that kind of stuff. I was speaking from the point of view of like in a relationship where she was like, Isn't it gonna be great to be just us on this island? And no, actually I'm gonna get married in my mom's living room. Um, but uh with a snarky ass priest who follows my grandmother around. Um but uh no i mean there's so the writing is so good and it's it just flows so naturally that this could be a thing that they would do that i did i fell for it i'm falling for it this entire time (laughs) yeah no it it definitely works um oh one other thing that i was thinking of too um speaking of the wedding is that there is just again in this early on kind of working the kinks out of something that's unfamiliar there's like this way long music intro uh that that transitions (laughs) like as they kind of pan into the wedding reception and it is like it ends on the classic notes which i will not hum here uh for people (laughs) understand but you gotta pay for that content (laughs) ask us about subscription um but it's it's hysterical because it's this like very like because you know the the music in the show is very instrumental and very like orchestral in a way and it's just like it plays and it's just this very goofy it's it's it definitely strikes a weird tone when you're like okay like this is like a 20 second musical intro to like this comedy situation comedy wedding reception with cheese balls and irreverent priests <laughs> what a what a tagline <laughs> and this is also the uh this is the uh, first you know obviously the first appearance of stan but just again to count you know different um markings here like this is the first door slammed in uh stan's face as soon as he appears oh my god i oh. wrote that down that's crazy that you, i mean it's not of course <laughs> you did but um yeah actually thank you for bringing up stan because i did want to talk about it because i actually I feel like his evolution is really interesting because he's always, he's always, yeah, it's right. But I do feel like for most of the, the times when he's on the show, he's, he's sort of likable and they have, you know, more mm-hmm. of a friendship, but this was, he, there was nothing redeeming about oh, yeah. this guy to me in this episode. You know, he's just like gross. He's completely disrespectful. He's, um, there's nothing like goofy or even charming, you know, about, he's no, he's no Zaborny yet. <laughs> exactly. Although I will say that he did, you know, while I was so taken with Dorothy's speech at the end of standing up for himself, uh, herself, he actually says that Dorothy was absolutely awesome. <laughs> like, he actually right. does acknowledge, like, that takes a bit of sort of, like, inner life for, like, a shitty guy like that who shows up wearing a lay from his Hawaii, right? 
all the way to you the You don't door. get those yeah, on the way out. <laughs> seriously to the front door that's why she slammed the door in your face among other reasons but he he still is able to sort of acknowledge his fuck up this is before Dorothy calls him on it right like she he's like not every woman would do that basically um so it's it's funny because you know uh reading as a scholar of the show you know um Mm -hmm. the actor who played Stan um Herbert Edelman was you know well one he was super tall so that was like prerequisite to be you know part of part and parcel of a, a b arthur relationship but they actually got along like as as actors and everybody really liked him because he did have this likability even though he was a total scumbag yachts you know um so i think that's interesting like he just does a really good job like you said you're, you're struck immediately of like he's it's not quite there but he he definitely has a charm about him yeah yeah and i i like that I like that whole relationship actually it's it's one of the um you know it's obviously one of the sides to the main four oh, yeah. women but he's... um I think it's really and he and Sophia I think is really nice but he's you know he oh, yeah, exactly. sure. he's the fifth gold girl you know <laughs> <laughs> not for uh, no. <laughs> no as you said last episode Coco's okay he's doing okay yeah (laughs) all right um i don't really have anything else Mm -hmm. for this one no i think it's uh as you said just to reiterate earlier i don't watch it very often i think because i think it's very heavy um but and you know it gets i think it because it skews heavy towards the end of course but like you said there's a lot of really funny lines and they're doing a a bang-up job for episode two yeah, speaking of bang up jobs, that leads us into a perfect teaser for next. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll join us next time when we're going to discuss uh, Rose boning a dude for the first time since she, uh, you know, supposedly killed her husband during sex. See ya. Bye.